This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun, and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Dave. Ian. Dave, are you there? Oh, God. Ian. Yeah. I see your beautiful I see your beautiful face on the Skype. You skip on the skip and I'm so sorry that listeners don't get to enjoy this. Uh well, I am not. And, uh, and I'm going to apologize for the Skype audio quality up front. Yeah. Uh that's good. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Team Clearcoat. We are an automotive podcast. I'm Dave. Uh, that's Dave. I'm Ian. Um this is uh, Wednesday, November 9th. Yep. 2016. Yep. Just any other ordinary Wednesday, really. Yeah, you know, I mean, what a great, you know, what a great, uh, I don't know, way to start off my birthday month. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, Ian, how's your week going? Let me get, let me just, I'm just going to jump right in. Let's stop beating around the bush. Okay. All right. So, so, so to speak. And we're just going to, I just want to jump right into something. Okay. And, and then, and then we can proceed as normal. Okay. Um, so, uh, Donald Trump was elected president yesterday. <laughs> That's a thing that happened. Jesus. And, and we're going to talk about it. Yes. And I know this is a car show allegedly or whatever. And we go off on tangents all the time, but we are going to talk about it this episode. Um, and the thing I want to uh, address right up front is one thing that I've noticed about car culture from the time that I started reading magazines when I was a kid was anytime there was any just hint or a whiff of politics or political agenda or policy opinion in uh, an article about cars or a blog post or whatever, there's a barrage of comments saying like, you know, that this is, you know, I came here for cars and I'm not here to talk politics and right. keep your politics out of my cars and all that sort of nonsense. Yep. And, uh, you know what? Uh, fuck that. We're not doing that. Uh, so if you're not okay with it, we're, we're, I don't, I think we can't, we're, we're not gonna be able to decouple those two any longer. And I think, so this episode, I want to talk about uh, what happened this week, why it matters to us, and also I want to lay out the case for why we need, why we as car culture citizens need to care more about this shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. And um, if you're not into our politics, I, I'm sorry, this may be an episode you want to skip. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. No. Nope, not optional. Not, not optional. Op- okay. It is not optional for car people to uh, be in, engaged in politics. Okay. And I, okay. I'm thinking a lot about this, but it's it's now it's now it's imperative. So, okay. but first, before we get to that, I have a very important question. Sure. How you doing, buddy? I'm fighting a cold. I am. Uh, I. I do you I mean do you want me to talk about how I feel politically like about the political yeah. environment? Okay. Yeah. All right. So after yes after yeah. last night. So I I am a bleeding heart liberal. You whatever. Obviously you can largely guess how I feel. Um 
the 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 thing that I have in front of me right now is that I have such a big fear that is so nebulous, right? Like if 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 Trump was to say, "Here's what I want to do in my first hundred days," right, which is common for a president to announce, right? It, he actually released that. He did release that today. Okay, so I haven't read that yet, but once I read it, then I think that my fear will translate from this nebulous, all-encompassing panic shitting myself cloud right. into, into a few identifiable fears that I can wrap my arms around and know have have a better idea of what I need to be worried about. Right. And so, so like it, it goes back to that, um, to that, to the episode where we were talking about the 24 hours of lemons, where we, you just have to try to figure out what you need to manage. Right. I have to try to figure out what kind of fears I need to manage. Right. What are the things that I'm really worried about? Right. And are those are those in this first hundred day plan? Things like that. Right. Yeah. So so that's how I I, nebulous. And then after this, I'm going to read that first hundred days thing and then go from that nebulous to tangible fear. I like that you haven't even allowed for the possibility that you're going to feel better. (laughs) you, You know what? I mean, that's that's a fair statement. But have you allowed yourself the possibility to feel better? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So my, so Jenny, my wife is also in a, in, in in sort of like panic mode and fear mode. Um, and I'm somewhat in that place, but I'm more, more got more just motivated and, 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 uh, and fire kind of fired up about it, honestly. Okay. Um, so I'm glad you're, it seems like you're doing okay. Yeah. little, nervous little skittish yeah yeah concerned really concerned yeah and, and to me my my fears are more around my friends you know yep. like yep you know, i have friends that are kind of directly run afoul of any number of uh things that he talked about i i, the- I have gay friends right yeah right and i mean i have yeah and i have friends in other groups that are equally as, uh, as, as skeeved out right now. Yeah. And I don't know what to tell them, you right. know? So that's a whole other thing. Um, but let's bring it back. I want to bring it back to cars okay? because I promised we would, and I want to do it. Um, so here's the thing that's been rattling around my head for months now, because I kept seeing, uh, things that would like, and, and car writing and journalism has been doing this for as long as I can ever remember of really going out of their way to avoid taking stands on, on political issues. And there's a few writers that not that that doesn't apply with. Um, but especially American writers seem to really, uh, stay away from making any sort of pronouncements or, or recommendations or anything. Uh, and certainly endorsements. Um, but, it seems that our hobby is way more like beholden to the political process than anyone else's hobby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every aspect of car culture um, from, you know, why we can't get whatever, you know, why we can't get an R34 skyline right. to, uh, you know, why you get arrested for having too much, chamber or whatever, all of that has to do with politics and government and law and 
and we don't talk about it in our journalism no. at all. And we're not engaged in the conversation. No, no. Typically, there is an identification of legislation, but that's it, right? Like they'll identify the 25-year law and talk about how, you know, things that are legal for import or not, right? And what magically makes a skyline safe, but, but, but they won't talk about the fact that having a car that's 25 years old doesn't magically make it safe to be on a roads, but that's what the law basically says. Right. And, right. and there, are, there are instances where people will point out, you know, pieces of legislation that are dumb or outmoded or whatever, but um, it doesn't get tied to larger political movements or, um, or, or certainly not ideology or anything. Right. Which is fine, I guess, but I think we're at the point now where with technology being where it's at, with the culture being where it's at, and and car culture being where it's where it's at that that's no longer a tenable situation. Right. So just going to run through a couple of things that I wrote down. So the first thing, and so now that Trump was elected, we he's only had he only had like a, a handful of of campaign promises on which to base our nebulous fear, right? Right. A couple of like actual policies. One of which was essentially starting a trade war. Right. We're going to start trade wars with Mexico. We're going to start trade war with China and other people in Southeast Asia. The, what is that going to do to the car industry? Right. You know, you get raw materials or uh, if suddenly, you know, if you're a fan of imported cars, we're not they're not going to be able to import cars anymore. Um, these sorts of things have impact to say nothing of what that's going to do for people who work at foreign owned uh, car manufacturing plants in the u.s right you know right how, how, how are those going to be affected um and then you know the economy at large is obviously plays plays into whether we can enjoy our hobby or not as well yes uh, yes um uh, so that's just one reason why car culture should be paying attention to this uh immigration is another one we have like i mentioned before we have uh lots of you know, right now I'm in my hotel room. I'm a few miles from Volkswagen uh, U.S. headquarters. There's tons of engineers from foreign countries that are in the U.S. because a lot of car engineering happens in the U.S. Um, the NSX was built in California and engineered in California, uh, you know, even though it's a Japanese company. Uh, there's countless examples of of all that sort of stuff and high-skilled Immigration does that get affected with his right. with his policy? Right, all that stuff is important as well. Uh, car culture is now a big tent sort of thing, right? Like we've made huge strides in bringing in donks, and stance kids, and coal rollers, I guess, and uh, off road bros, right? Hot yeah. rodders, drag racers, yeah, yeah. So now, you know, more than ever before, we're all sort of having the same conversation and digesting the same media and everything else. And, you know, not everybody looks like everybody else. And now we're going to start in the larger culture, alienating people of certain backgrounds um, or people who look a certain way. Right. And that affects car culture, too, you know. And so we need to protect the, the gains that we've made by protecting our friends, essentially, right? Right, right. Um, so, 
I've got a bunch more, but I'm just like, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. No, you're not. You're making good points. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The one that nobody wants to hear, to, the car people really don't want to hear about, uh, climate change. He's already announced that he's going to be go- doing away completely with uh, cafe stand- uh, the cafe regulation um, for, for mileage standards. You know, it was a slightly, it's probably a slightly flawed regulation that could use some work, but to just do a remove the, and I would, I would argue, and we've kind of talked about this before on the show that, that really, and uh, we talked about it with Derek Mead, uh, from motherboard. Yes. Uh, so yes. Part of that episode, go back and listen to that. He, you know, we basically made the point that to, in order to, uh, save our hobby, we have to sort of destroy it sort of thing where we're, we're going to have to be involved in the climate change and, uh, and emissions and gas mileage gains that are happening. We have to be encouraging of that. And so we can be in the conversation to draw the line between commuting and driving. Right. You know, right. Yes. Or, or or driving and racing. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that's, and we're going to get, Otherwise, we're going to get our toys taken away from us if right. we're not involved in that, right? Right. right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> by pushing motorsports to be more fuel efficient, or, or you know, a- accepting, uh, you know, pushing for kind of like middle ground sorts of regulations. If we don't do those sorts of things, uh, we're just going to wake up one day, you know, having not been engaged in politics, and all of a sudden, all our toys are going to be gone. You know, right? right. And then there's the the big elephant in the room right now uh, that we've been talking about a lot lately of autonomy of yeah. autonomous cars is a huge is, is the biggest thing right now where we need a functioning uh, science minded political system. Yes. We and- need, we need solid strict government re- regulations for the standards that are going to be implemented for autonomous cars. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't get any simpler than that. Yeah, and it needs to be on a federal level. And yes. if, if it's not, then it's going to be chaos and we're not going to get the technology that we want. Um, and that's going to be, you know, the next kind of big leap forward in infrastructure in the world, you know, is, is going to be getting to level five. And if you can have cities interconnected at level five, able to support that, that's going to be, you know, more important than mass transit, to be honest, at this point. So, so, so to, to break this argument down or to break this point down, let's think about something like, um, like something that we have to do from like a, um, like an IT perspective, right? But some, but something that everybody will get, right? So let's say we've got a data center in front of us, right? Got tons of computers, tons of stuff that's racked and stacked, Right. We need to label source and destination port on every single piece of Cat5 in the entire data center, right? Which would involve tracing cables one to the other and all that, right? Okay, that's a spaghetti mess and it would take forever to do, right? And yes, it's something we need to do. But if every new piece of equipment we started putting in, we did that right when we installed it, then that would be less stuff that we would need to do down the road. It would make that project easier, right? And 
that's that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that we might not be able to to start making those steps that will make it easier to achieve full level five autonomy down the road. What you're trying to say is it's easier to build something that's not fucked up than it is to unfuck something. You're exactly right. Thank you. And and you that's 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 what it is exactly. So basically, if we're engaged. <laughs> in political discussions and aware of how our hobby uh, relates to uh, political discussions and the culture at large, then we're going to be able to help build those things in a way that accommodates us, which is how this all works. Right. Instead of, you know, being upset 10 years down the road when, you know, you can't drive an MG anywhere, you know, Um, that's, that's my that's my pitch, and that's my pitch to stop. Whenever anyone posts anything, posts any article that is just even like skirts the edge of politics, or or God forbid, actually states an opinion. Right. There's just a thousand comments of "Oh, get your politics back right. to left." Like in print, I remember distinctly reading, you know, <laughs> every month an automobile. Yeah, uh, Jamie Kitman would would piss somebody off by talking slightly about politics, and <laughs> like get your politics out of my car magazine. Okay, okay. You know, the entire hobby is nothing but, uh, you know, regulations and right. <laughs> I mean, I mean the the things that we love the most, the the cars that we love the most are like homologation cars right right that legally had to be built which is uh just i just can't even you know like the thing you know the the there's a whole culture around cars that uh were in gran turismo that we couldn't get here only because we couldn't get them here right you know it was due to laws you know we we should understand the inner workings of those things and how they came to be and why they are the way they are um yeah that's my that's my rant about this but it's i think it's something that we should commit to uh being more vocal about on our show and because i don't it doesn't feel like there's a lot of people doing it in the context of cars and uh i think we're okay at it yes yes i i I think we're comfortable stepping in to speak about it so that's that's (laughs) that's where my head's at i was sorry i was Listen to Run the Jewels and drink. <laughs> yeah, you, Ready. you were drinking whiskey. Is that what you said? You cut out there for a second. I was. Yeah. 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 Run the Jewels and whiskey. Let. I mean, that's what else do you need? And then you just open up the laptop and hop on Skype with me. Yeah. Right? That's that's the trifecta right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's the blue plate special of anger. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. um... Should we lighten it up and do some FMK cars? Yes, we we should. We should. Let me go first. Okay. Ian? Yes, sir. As you know, I've purchased a new car. Did you? You haven't mentioned it. Yeah, I have an Infiniti M45, Ian. Okay. And I'm liking it. I know, I know. And I like it too. It's quite fun. I'm looking forward to you coming back and driving it. And also, also my butthole being puckered shut the entire time you drive it. 
I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. And if I toot, it'll sound like a freaking whistle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ian. Yeah. He, <coughs> I would like to give you three cars that match roughly the mileage and price point for what I got my 2006 Infiniti M45 for. These are all active listings on CarMax right now. Okay. That, that fall into the price and sometimes uh, are even have lower miles than what my uh, what my Infiniti has. For anybody who doesn't know, my Infiniti is a 335 horsepower V8 rear wheel drive automatic transmission, nice big uh, sedan, and I love it. It's it's really nice and. Uh, I think it's highly underrated. It's fantastic. So, anyway. First up, Ian. Mm -hmm. We have a 2011 Ford Crown Victoria. (laughs) All right. It is almost the exact same price as my Infiniti. This only has 58,000 miles on it. Okay. Okay. Oh, and CarMax has all new tires. Okay. All right. Then, Ian, we have a 2011 Mini Cooper Clubman S. So this is the turbo manual transmission, 60,000 miles. Okay. Okay. Lastly, Ian, Mm -hmm. we have a 2009 Dodge Journey (laughs) SE. All right, so I'm going to kill the Dodge Journey. Okay. I will... Ooh. I will S the Mini. Okay. And I'm going to marry the Crown Vic. What would you do in a Mini for a day? Uh, <laughs> uh, wonder why everything's rattling so much. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, wonder why your oil pressure light's on. Yeah, exactly. I think I would start a dog walking business. That seems like a dog walker's car, right? The Clubman? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Like a dog walking with a vinyl with a wrap? Yes, about, yes. Yeah, minis and dogs and something, I don't know. I, I would love to see like the, the like logo art of like your face like smiling with like a whole bunch of dogs on the... Or you, could, the, you could do the, the Dumb other and Dumber. The other side is like, honestly, I don't even really like dogs. <laughs> or you, 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 could, could, person. you could you could do the Dumb and Dumber thing and actually make it look like a dog. Uh huh. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I know. I got a better idea. I'm gonna open one of those cat cafes just in the car. <laughs> I can have a whole bunch of cats in there and uh-huh. some beanbags, and then it's gonna be like a combination. It's for the Venn diagram of people who like cats a lot uh-huh. and uh, like driving on a track. And I'm just going to drive them around the track while they pet the cat. Uh-huh. And everyone's on, the cats will have a little helmet on. Uh, and uh, there'll be fireproof beanbags, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I think that I, seems like a perfect business plan. Okay, I like that. I like that. No one would ever get injured and your insurance claims would be negligible oh, yeah be great yeah okay all right well done buddy but thank you but those are three 
insanely shitty things that you could have. Or you could have an amazing Japanese... I, I, see, I see what you're doing there, yes. Luxury I got sedan it. with a got it. big honking V8. But guess what? I also have a Crown Vic in my FMK car. No, no. Hive I do. mind, hive mind. Yep. Um, what? W- how would you answer yours? Uh, the same way. The same way. I I probably wouldn't have a cat cafe. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have a cold. I I'm gonna be coughing a lot on this episode. Um, because I I wouldn't have a cat cafe because I wouldn't want a urine soaked mini. Um, either by mine or the cats. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right. So I have one and to kind of keep going with the tone shift, I'm going to give you a nice nonpartisan FMK cars. Okay. This one is called, I'm about to get Taco Bell up in this bitch and run for the border. <laughs> Car switch to escape a dystopian very near future. Okay. All right. Uh, I may have lied about it being nonpartisan. <laughs> uh, 2007 Crown Victoria. Okay. And new. It's been. It hasn't been used at all. Zero miles. And it's cop spec. Oh yeah. But, but GPS no longer exists. Okay. You have no maps. Okay. And all of the road signs have been melted down to build a much more <clears throat> fabulous, luxurious <laughs> White House. The most glorious, luxurious, fabulous White House made out of aluminum signage from the side of the highway. These are glorious signs. I I think it, it, when 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 I have a cold, it goes into Bernie Sanders. My drunk glorious, and then we got to do away with the IRS. <laughs> the most glorious, luxurious IRS. Okay. Anyway. All right. So that's that's option one. Uh, option two is a Ferrari F12 TDF. So that's the crazy, like, four-wheel steer, to, really... Tour de France, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not the bicycles. Right, yeah. Obviously, it's crazy fast, but 40% of all the highways have been unpaved to provide extra concrete for some big wall or something. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, and the last one is the Mercedes SLR McLaren. Oh, Okay. This is a car that Donald Trump owns. So this is Donald Trump's personal car. Unfortunately, the peasants are in full-on revolt, and the number of guillotines now outnumbers Starbucks in America. Okay. This this may come as a shock. Uh, This is not an especially inconspicuous car. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you're driving a fighter jet. Yeah. Okay, so I am going to, huh, I am going to F the McLaren. Whoa. All right. Beheading. No, no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take it. I'm just, Uh I'm just going to throw the keys into it and just say, have at it, bitches. (laughs) Here you go. And then someone's going to. Wait a minute! This motherfucker's so rich he can just give away his supercar. Nope. Off with. I stole it. I stole it. I stole it. <laughs> I won it in this weird game of fuck, marry, kill with cars. Yeah, just uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. 
uh, then I think what I'm going to do is I am going to marry the Crown Vic because I like Ford Crown Vics and I cannot lie. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, you cannot deny. And in a dystopia, that sort of just like rugged. Yeah. Utilitarianism is kind of what you want. Right. Right. Yeah. Utilitarian and performance and yeah, kind of what you want. Was I telling you about when I was avoiding watching election night coverage and playing Nuclear Throne? Because <laughs> because it, Nuclear Throne is set in a post-apocalyptic world, right? And at least I could quit that game and return to a serene Windows desktop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, Ian, we have some listener FMK cars. Oh, we do? Yes, we do. Let me pull it up on the email. Distract the people while I pull it up on the email. Oh, um, uh, I got nothing. No? Oh, my rental car. Yes, yes. Let's talk about your rental car. So in just to really drive home how shitty this week is, showed up and the only rental car available to me was a Toyota RAV4. What? No. Yeah. You're kidding me. It's awful. What color? I don't know. <laughs> oh, like a, I think like a what? A bronze. Fuck Skype, man. This is bullshit. Yeah, Skype bullshit. Yeah. You lose me. Now you you, just, you keep cutting out every time I talk. It's bullshit. I do this some more. Does that help? Yes, that definitely helps. Yes. Ian, yes. Use the pinky. There you go, buddy. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm really glad the listeners can't see that. <sighs> Ian, first off, I want to tell you about my buddy Alonzo. He sent us an email and basically blamed the election on us. He said that we have the Midas touch. Uh, we waited on politics a while back and we broke the election. Okay, yeah. I, I think Alonzo's onto something. It's probably our fault. Might be. Yeah. That's certainly plausible. You know, honestly, it makes about as much sense as every other explanation I've read today. So, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's up, Alonzo? We're uh, thank you for the email. God damn it, that made my morning. Okay, <laughs> so we got an awesome email from our buddy Scott. Okay, Scott uh, was listening to an episode where I talked about possibly having a uh, roof box for and a smaller car so that I could. Uh, throw tons of shit in the roof box and still fit people in the car. He said him and four of his friends managed to fit his E30 to fit in his E30 BMW E30, fill up the trunk and the rooftop box full of shit and somehow make it up a two hour drive of the mountains in Washington to go camping. The trunk was mostly filled with enough oil to drown a baby and that the E30 would inevitably drink after having to haul four males and a ton of shit up a mountain Pictures are attached. And he sent us some great pictures. Those are awesome, awesome pictures, Scott. Thank you for that. So, he sent us an FMK Cars. All right? Uh, first up, a 2016 black-on-black Chevy SS. Six-speed, of course. Uh, he's driven one. He said the amount of power the thing has is insane. He accidentally, in Ian's fashion, did a small burnout on it. And holy shit, this car is awesome. <laughs> yes scott team clear coat yep. yes uh then up next 
2016 Mercedes-Benz CLS AMG S. Perfect car for an old man and a, and a girlfriend that's way too young for him. Then lastly, the second generation Bentley Continental GT in matte black. Sorry, it, he says, sorry, it's not my choice. Take it up with a 20-year-old bro douche who is driving it. Um, so I would, um, I'm going to crush the Bentley. Okay. Marry the SS. The SS, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I will, uh, I will fuck the, uh, the CLS. Okay. What would you do in a CLS for a day? Um, I think I would uh, just do burnouts in in uh, in golf uh, in golf club parking lot. <laughs> oh, why not on golf greens? Oh yeah, there we go. Because they'd be like, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of ninety-seven members that we have that have that car. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, all right. I would I would also marry the Chevy SS, and then I think I would f the Bentley Continental GT because. I kind of like the Bentley Continental GT. I have no idea what I would do for a day in it, but I like it. And then I would crush the Mercedes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't Fair know. Enough. Yeah. I don't know. What What else do you want to talk about, buddy? I think I'm all. Yeah. I it was all done. I'm all yeah. done. I'm did all the, I'm all tapped out. Did the whiskey and energy run out? Yeah. Yeah, it's just all it's all done. Oh, buddy. I you know, apathy is really underrated, yeah, I would say. It is. Uh it's much much less tiring. Yes. Uh yeah. Yeah. I'm sleepy. it's sleepy in here. It is. You need to get up soon to go to work. I do. Yes. Yes. Ian. Dave. Well, let's do some plugs, buddy. Sure. Okay. Ian, what should listeners do if they like us? Um, seek help. Uh-huh. But also email us at teamclearcoat at gmail.com or find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and now YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So Clearcoat. Yeah. Dave is <laughs> being ambitious and uh, – oh more work yeah so we started together little uh video versions of our little chats here yeah. we tried to do this over video with the video you could see our faces but it didn't, it didn't no work. it didn't work fuck skype yeah we're one method out for that yeah yeah so yeah so check us out on youtube um i put up an episode episode 61 r.i.p dusty rusty um, there's three episodes up there, our chump car and R.I.P. Dusty Rusty. But the thing about R.I.P. Dusty Rusty is that I actually like, uh, added a slideshow of pictures of the wreck and pictures of Dusty Rusty, pictures of the cars that we did in our FMK cars. So if you want to see what those look like when we're talking about them, uh, I love that you splashed the terms of service agreement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We were talking about it was relevant. That yes. Was yes. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm, I, if this is something that listeners like, if this is something that they would watch, then I'd be willing to do the work for it. it it's not that hard, but it, it does take time. So if, if honestly, 
I would really like some feedback on it if, if people are into it. So watch the Dusty Rusty episode or, you know, watch this episode, I guess, on YouTube. We'll put up pictures of the FMK cars and we'll go from there. Uh, but yeah, we, I'd love to hear from people to see if they like it. Um, yeah. And plus, I guess there's just people out there that listen to podcasts on YouTube. Uh, so way to throw our tracking statistics off you bastards, but oh, well, right. Ian, what else should people do if they like us? Um, I'm not really sure anymore. Uh, what, what are you doing? Are you writing? What are you doing? I'm, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Are you drawing me? You're, you're drawing me? Oh, Ian drew a penis on a piece of paper. That took that took way longer to draw than it should have. The pen that they gave me was uh, just, is just like, if you're going to give a pen in your hotel, this is a, just a, a hot tip. Hey, this is a, a tip for our new president, actually. If you have a hotel and you're going to put a pen in the room, you know, you make it not a piece of shit. <laughs> make it actually do a pen job? There's nothing more inconvenient than a pen that doesn't work. Yes. Right. Yes. Like here's it's here's a chore for you. Is <laughs> right. Oh, You're gonna spend the next five minutes becoming a pen doctor. Yes. Pen yes. engineer. And, and and it's all just a countdown to see how long it takes before the person drags it across their tongue. Right. Right. Yeah. Or or just fuck it, I'll find another one. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for showing me the picture of a penis that you drew, Ian. That was very anatomically correct. Very. Is it? <laughs> Ian. Go plug doctor, everyone. Yes, yes. You're Ian's urologist. You should rate and review us on iTunes. We would love for you to do that. Um, send us an email, teamclearcode at gmail.com. Send us your FMK cars ideas. Send us your... Thanks, Ian. Send us your um, your ideas for... <laughs> FMK cars, send us what you think about the show. Look at us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Do those things. Look at Ian's Twitter account and his Instagram. I roll so hard. EYE roll so hard. I'm also on the internet, apparently, ostensibly, at NuckNuckGoose, NUK, NUK Goose, Instagram and Twitter. Check us out on YouTube. Yeah, do that. Do that. Ian? I, Are we done? I think that's it. You need some sleep, buddy. You, you, you're crashing like I crash. No, I'm it, tired. Okay. All right. Well, that's it, buddy. We're going to wrap up. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.